let me paint you a picture. You're having a great day. Like golden retriever energy is coursing through your veins. Nothing could go wrong. And then all of a sudden, it's the sound of a text message you just received. Just three words are in this text message, but it's all you need to know that could just send your day on a whole different life track. And that is, can you call? This is just one example of a text message that no one wants to receive. And there's so many of them. And that's what we're going to be talking today on Bitch Out of Water. Welcome back. I'm Steph Sabrod, joined with my favorite human aliens who I don't think you, you, you two don't send annoying text messages. Starting with Darina. Darina sends funny text messages hexing people. Yeah, I mean, look, as y'all know, being on my phone is one of my least favorite pastimes, unlike the other favorite world girl here. (laughs) And then Roxy Stryer laughed because she has a completely different text etiquette than Darina and I that I can't wait to hear about from her later today. I am an excellent texter. If, If texting excellently means two second response time, will ping you three times in a row, always by her phone and expects immediacy. Like, yes, I rule the world of texts. <laughs> yeah, it's like we play by completely different rules, but that's why we work together well because I feel like we all have different texting styles. And we part of this episode will be focusing on answers from y'all, which thank you if you sent one in. What is the worst text message you've ever received? And the responses we got, it's like, Can we have peace? Why do we all receive some of these crazy text messages? But at least they give us some laughs now, most of them at least. But I want to start with Roxy. What is a text that is just like the worst to receive? To me, which you guys know is so different than to these two girls who often say this and I have to deal with the the shock waves that go up and down my spine and my hair standing up. My least favorite, number one least favorite text in the world is when somebody texts me, sure, S-U-R-E, sure. I think it is the worst way to live your life. <laughs> I have serious issues with anybody who says that sure is an okay response to something. Live your life fully and wholly. Live your life out loud. Live your life in your truth. And what does sure actually mean? Like we've made up that word. It doesn't mean yes. It doesn't mean no. There's no energy attached to it. Anytime anybody's ever said sure, they never actually wanted to do something. It's essentially when you say sure, what you're saying is, yes, I will do that. However, I don't want to. That is what sure means. Yes, I will do that, even though I don't feel like it. Or yes, I'll do you that favor. Yes. If I hear sure, I feel like punching somebody in the fucking face. It is so rude and discombobulating to me when I ask somebody like, hey, can you get that into me by noon? Sure. So why didn't you just say yes? If you can do it, say yes or happy to or... No problem. Sure is the worst of all the text messages. I want to go back to uh, younger Roxy and figure out when this word hurt her and where because sure literally means certainly or yes to me, but you just claim that sure means neither yes or no. So that's interesting because sure to me is a positive, 
Like, sure means yes. Sure means you will do it. It does not mean yes. So you want the intensity that you give the world given back to you. I want anybody to have any kind of honor in their response. Like, sure is such a lame, lackluster response when it it could be anything else. Like, instead of saying, you got it, or no problem, or I don't want to do that, or no, or that doesn't work for me, you're saying... Sure. You know what? If you don't know this about Roxy, this will help you understand her definition of sure. One thing, I think it's the single thing she hates slash fears the most in this world is indifference. And so that I I think you have paired sure with like true indifference, right? (laughs) It's just like, fuck that. Because nobody has ever said sure when they're excited about something. I disagree. I say sure to you all the time. Never once have you ever been excited about something. You said sure, Darina. I will hold that to you. You've never one time have I asked you to do something that you wanted to do that you said sure. Dear diary, the date is September the 3rd. Again, Darina responded with sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'll make it till tomorrow. (laughs) Goes through calendar. It's also funny, as y'all know, as like English is a second language, it's interesting to see how you guys interpret certain words in English, right? Versus like how the words are translated, right? Like to me, as a kid, I learned that sure is an affirmative, right? But I guess it just depends. I'm sure it also depends within the, the actual country as to like how people speak in the South versus how people speak in California. So language is a fascinating thing. Sure, Darina. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. Sure, whatever. I want to hear from you talked about the ESL thing. I wonder if any part of a text that's like the worst for you to receive would we would feel the same way what's what's on your list so as y'all know i don't love being on my phone i certainly don't love texting i would much rather actually i think roxy might agree here i much rather do a quick phone call than text for several minutes to hours because my hands are old i'm tired I do not want to be on my phone texting. It hurts my thumbs. Roxy gave herself carpal tunnel. She knows what I'm talking about. So when somebody text messages you something that you don't know how to respond to this, I'm curious as to how you girls feel when somebody just texts you the word sup. (laughs) Because what does that mean? Like, what, what do you want from me? If you are saying what's up, do you want to talk to me about something? Are you looking for a venting session? Uh, or are you literally bored and just are looking to text with somebody? Because I am not your gal. So curious how y'all feel about that. Great, great point. Sup is the, I feel, the number one dating app opener. Sup. Bummer. What do you want from me with that message? Sup. NMU. What are we, 12? Like, what? How do I respond to sup? A lot sup. We've been in a pandemic for two and a half years. My family is falling apart. I'm in a movie right now. Which part were you asking about? Sup with you. 
exactly roxy like which part do you want me to talk to like what what how i'm feeling right now you know uh, i'm actually sitting in the bathroom uh taking a shit looking at my phone and posting a reel so facebook can give me some money that's what's up but also there is a crazy set of circumstances going on in the world like it's just such a weird text messages to receive them like you're texting the wrong person maybe text roxy hey what's up you want to talk because roxy likes talking but it's just such a bizarre thing that i would never text anybody that because i don't want to waste people's time i want to actually if i'm communicating with somebody i want to be like look this is what i need from you right now or you have a question exactly so it's just a really bizarre thing that a lot of people seem to do andy welcome to the english language where what's up what's up sup What's up with it? Plus 8,000 more renditions of what's up exist. How about the S with the up arrow? That was always sup. Totally. Bring symbols in because we're suddenly back in AOL dial up where we're all on AIM and we're like BRB, GTG, sup, bruh. Like, what? Please stop. It just, it's like a weird thing. Like you're entering a group chat or a live chat, you know, on Twitch or, or YouTube or something like that. When you're just saying, what's up? You're saying sup to everybody. I get it. But if you're just texting an individual, you, you, gotta, be a, you gotta be a little bit more informative. When there's something behind it, there's a reason you're texting them. So just go with that. Like you're not really curious sup. Yeah. It's like poking when Facebook had the poke thing. It's like, what are you, five? You're going to poke me instead of just, like, asking me a question or, call, like, calling or trying to do something normal? You're like, hey, sup? So it sounds like so far you guys are in a complete disagreement with me. And as always, we bow down to Darina and agree that that's a weird one. Let's see if we can keep this track record going. Steph, sup? <sighs> sup. What's up with me is if you text me, can you call me? First of all... I have anxiety. You don't know what you've just done to my internal organs and everything going about. My blood is boiling. It could be truly about nothing, but I will tell myself it's about the end of the world and the end of the friendship, end of relationship. I did something in my past life that's coming back to bite me and I'm going to be arrested and found out even though I didn't do anything. Like The paranoia it goes through my veins, like through every inch of me. We can, and I don't like, tell me what you want. Just tell me what you don't just say, can you call? I think that is a really bizarre one too, Steph, because most of us never think it's a positive. Yeah, just tell me what you want. If somebody texts you, can we talk? Your brain is pretty much, you're fucked, <laughs> right? That's the, that's the first response from your brain. It's like basically the worst sentence in human history of text messaging. It's never ever been really used to start a positive conversation. So at least say, you know what? I'm not feeling good or there's some, there's some weird shit going on in my life. Do you have a second to talk? Or do you have like a few minutes to let me vent? But just can we talk? It's like what I do. Friday, 104 p.m., Roxy texts Steph, can you call me? I text that all the time. I don't understand why like, when you have a, a relationship with somebody, why you can't just ask for what you're looking for, which is like if I wanted to text it, then I would text it. So that's when I I always say to people, Hey, can you call me? Hey, can you talk? Hey, can we speak? Because if it was really bad, I would say something's wrong, but I'm not saying something's wrong. I just want to know, 
can you call me? But rocks. First of all, I'm not saying that there's probably times where you say it and it does stress me out, even though that my second thought will be like, she would tell me if there's something wrong. My first thoughts almost always going to be, it's on me, but like world's on fire. I did something. Then my second thought is usually rational. You've also built a very good uh, reputation for yourself where I think most people in your life know you would say that. It's just interesting though, because we always talk about on this show and also off the show as being friends, all of us, how I am perceived and an East Coast versus West Coast kind of thing. And I grew up with everybody who, when you wanted to talk on the phone, you would say, can you call me? This is just how, when you want to speak, you'd say, hey, can you call me? Like, that is how we asked to talk. Is that something, I guess it's a question for the group. Would you guys rather have somebody text you, can I call you or can you call me, versus somebody just calling you? Yeah, for me, I think it's less anxiety because specifically with Dee and Steph, you guys aren't on your phone often so it's my way of being like when you get a chance will you hit me up as opposed to calling which feels like more immediate and less on your time so it's kind of like can you call when you can but I hear you D sometimes I will just call people but it is weird in 2022 I feel like I very rarely will call anybody except for my grandparents without a text first Hey, are you free? Can I call you? Because you feel like you're being polite and you're giving the person like, you know, when you get a chance, like, yeah, I guess that makes sense too. But I guess it's also different for the three of us because we are friends and coworkers. So we don't really get anxiety from communicating. But for like outside of the group, I wonder if I would appreciate if somebody's like, hey, do you have a second to actually talk versus like just calling? But then I'm old school where I didn't grow up with phones like you guys did. So I'm more used to just like calling a friend if I need something and I'm like, call me back when you get a chance. Like, I don't care. Yeah. And I I really, the we need to talk, can you talk is truly, truly at its worst and in a different league when it's from someone that you're dating or interested in it. That sucks. Yeah. That's like that. Ring the alarm. Shut down the house. (laughs) Something is fucked. And I think that's where it comes from, at least if I think about the root of why, like maybe that's why, because I like, I'm like, who needs to talk unless it's like bad? (laughs) I do think, can you call me and we need to talk are two completely different messages to receive. We need to talk is so aggressive. It just, we need to talk is like telling somebody what both of you need to do. Uh, It's just, I'm not saying you can never send that text, but that's like, we need to talk has a connotation to it. Uh, Can you call me doesn't have a connotation to me. To me. My ex got a, we need to talk when his phone died two nights in a row in Vegas. Because you're going to put me on fear, then I'm going to put the fear of God back in you. Because this is chess, you fucker. (laughs) (laughs) But there... There is a difference, though, uh, Roxy. You're right that we need to talk as a demand versus a question. It's like, can we talk? Let me know when we can talk. Yeah, definitely. Like all relationships to me, whether it is friendships, family, uh, lovers, any coworkers, any relationship is should be a two way street. All relationships. So if you're gonna insist on a demand, we need to talk. You you better be bringing the heat. Like 
you can't be sending a we need to talk unless it's a I'm about to speak at you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to talk to you. To you. To you. Well, uh, on that note, Rox, what's another text message that you, when you receive, you're just like, I'm, no. This one's a little circumstantial, and I'm curious how you feel about it, both of you. But I don't like when somebody I don't speak to often asks me, what are you doing on Thursday? Like that, open-ended. Tell me what it's about so that I know how to answer it. Because I'm busy most days, but if it's something I really want to do, I'm going to clear space for it. And it's something I don't want to do, I'm not. So when you just say to somebody like, what are you doing on Tuesday? I don't know how to answer that because I'm going to be like, I'm working. And then they're like, oh, bummer. I wanted to go to the Emmys with you. Then it's like, oh, no, I'm not working anymore. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm free. I'm free. Like you, I, I like a text that says the whole story. Don't hit me with a what you're doing. And then I think that you're going to ask me to do you a favor, and which I still would do. But paint the picture. Don't just ask me what I'm doing on a random day. That bothers me. I'm totally with you. I get you, Roxy. I guess we all agree on this one because I'm a literal person. If you ask me, what are you doing? I'm going to send you a screenshot of my calendar. It's like, here you go. You want to see my schedule? That's what I'm up to. Why are you texting me? But it's a very good point as opposed to just being like, hey, do you have plans? I have this event that you could join for. Like it's it's a very different way of communicating. Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on this one. With you completely. Just say what it is. D, what's next on your list of a text you just loathe receiving? I wonder if I'm right about both of your responses on this one. So something that bugs me is when somebody says, I'll let you know. I will let you know, which means to me, you either don't want to do something that I'm asking you to do and you're not able to say no, I don't want to or no, I can't. Or you really might let me know, but most likely you'll forget about it because people are busy. So the my question is, why can't you just decide now and let me know now? Why do you have to write, I will let you know? And especially for, as Steph mentioned, a lot of us that you know live with uncertainty and anxiety and waiting around for responses and things like that, like I don't want to leave someone hanging, so I'm going to let them know as soon as they ask me or I will actually get back to them like you know after a few days and make sure like write a note and say okay I have to like text Roxy back in two days and be like yo like I gotta let you know but I just don't like saying that to people because I think you're kind of leaving them hanging this is a hysterical one because Steph is a big I'll let you know person uh and and I think that that's why it's hard for me to make a definitive on this because it depends on the human like if if I said to somebody, I'll let you know, that's so out of my character. I'm like, a, I might have a dentist appointment on that time. I will know by Friday. I will let you know at Friday at 4.15 if I will be there by, you know, like I, I'm kind of like that. Uh, and D, you're more similar to that too. Steph, plans give her anxiety or she's talked about that on the show. So when she says, I'll let you know, I kind of just take that as a no. Like once you get to know somebody, I'm like, okay, that's a no unless I hear otherwise. So it just kind of depends on my friend. But I know what you mean, D. And some people it would bother me on more than others. But when somebody's just kind of like more 
um, spontaneous with their stuff. It's like, I think that is a, it's like hitting maybe on a Facebook group. Like, are you attending the party? Yes, no, maybe. I'll let you know, or maybe people. And that's like, oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, because and in that case, that's just how we really are in life, right? Because you can still confirm something. You can still say like, yes, I'm doing this and then not be able to do it, right? So like shit happens, right? Like when people cancel plans on me last minute, I'm just like, it's fine. Like sometimes I'm like, that's cool. I can stay home and it's nice. And uh, Steph and I, I think are very similar here. But yeah, it is a weird answer to just like, I would rather just somebody tell me right there than in there, yes or no. I'd rather I'll let you know. <laughs> but I haven't decided. <laughs> What do you want me to do, lie? Steph is like, but I don't know how I'm going to feel until the day. I don't know. That's the thing I've had, because what's worse, D? I tell you yes, and then I say no on the day. I don't like canceling day of. That, I, I'm pretty good at not doing that. But what I'm not great at is, and the skill I'm working on is because I don't want to be too indecisive because then I feel like you get far away from your northern star of who you are because you can make better decisions for yourself. But I, it is like, I'm not saying this is everyone's excuse, but if you're like me where plans give you anxiety and you just don't know what's going to happen or how you're going to feel and you're like kind of like a wherever the wind takes me kind of person, I think that would be an annoying text, but it's to me better than saying like an automatic no. I agree with both those things actually. I don't know about better than saying an automatic no, but it is, I significantly prefer I'll let you know then yes, and then an hour before canceling. That's worse to me. Yeah, like, cause there's those people who get so excited and and I used to do that when you were in the moment and you were hanging out with them and you were like having the greatest time and you're like, of course, I want to see you every day. Like, let's go. And then the next day you wake up and you're like exhausted and you're, you overshot it by a mile. But that's a good one, D. I think that one, go. I, I want to hear from people listening at home what you all think on that one. And mine, before we get into some of our patrons and listeners, is... When you send a text message to someone about your outfit of the day or like what you have on or anything and they say like, it looks fine. You look fine. What do you did? What do you mean? What do you? That's torturous. Torturous. Yeah. <laughs> it's torturous. It, because if you don't like what I'm wearing, say that, say that, say, I think that those shoes don't work with that, those pants. You look fine is like, woof. That's like sure for fashion. That's sure for fashion. Yeah, yeah, yes. I was literally just going to say that. This seems like telling Steph that she looks fine, the, the fashion queen, is like telling Roxy Shore. We have found a bridge. Yeah, okay. Together we combine and understand each other through empathy and listening. Because that is how I feel. I'm like, you're not excited. You don't even care that I put time and effort into this. You're not even giving me criticism should you have any. And you're just making me bored about the moment. And I don't want to be bored about something I was clearly excited to show you or needed your help on. The only exception is if there's multiple eyes. So you're saying, fine. And then like a winky face or fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or fine. Yeah, fine. Like there's some fines, but not fine. Fine, not fine. I mean, in general, I feel like this isn't even just a text message thing. But even in person, if you're telling a girl you look fine, <laughs> Steph is like, I just spent an hour doing my hair. What are you talking about? Yeah, a lot of these deep, great point. 
a lot of these things t- translate to real life as well. Yeah. Where it's like, don't say that to me. Mm-mm. Nope. In in better text message news, we asked and we sh- received. I'll tell you that much. We asked you, what are some of the worst text messages you have ever received? And boy, did y'all come through. Uh, Rox, want to start us off? Yeah, I do. Thank you so much for every single one of these texts. We picked some of the ones that we feel like we can really break down here. Wes Spidey sent in one that I think we can all speak about saying, friendship breakups through text always cut me deep. So we're not even talking about breakups with your lover. Friendship breakups. Have ever you guys ever received a text message breaking up with you via friend? Not me personally, but my friend did. And it was supposedly like one of her closest friends. And she just said like something along the lines of, I don't think our friendship is compatible anymore or something like that. And that's a really bizarre thing to send to somebody that you've been supposedly friends with for years and years. uh, Because to me, it's not honoring what you went through. I think it's a really shitty thing to do. Yeah, it's like I didn't even matter to be in person. And I was shaking my head like, no, I haven't received a friendship breakup through text. Like, I don't even have friendship breakups. LOL. Just a few months ago, you wouldn't believe this. I received a friendship breakup via text. (laughs) Absolutely wild. And I don't usually gossip, but you bet your bottom dollar. I gossip the fuck out of that to these two because I was like, y'all won't believe this. This this random, this girl that I had just become friends with just like completely misunderstood a situation, didn't even take the time to ask or talk to me in person, and then went straight for the nuts via text. Like, take care. Literally, take care. Have a nice life. Have a nice life. <laughs> just unbelievable. Here's the one good thing about friendship breakup texts, though. It has to reassure you that that person shouldn't be your friend. If somebody wants to break up with you friendship-wise via text, that is all of the proof that you need that that person is not your friend, that that you don't want that person as your friend. It's just no adult decides that they're going to end any type of relationship via text message. That's somebody that you should be like, that person I need in my life for sure. It's just not how it's done. And I think in general, because as y'all know, I think smartphones are a disease and it's made us shittier communicating with humans in general, because with text messages, you have the out to be like, I don't have to respond to this person or even listen to this person, as opposed to if I'm on a phone call or in person, right? So you have already decided without honoring the other person's side and the other person, like this girl just literally decided, Steph. I am right, you're wrong. I don't even want to hear you. I don't even want to give you the time. And I have decided that for myself, which is one of the most emotionally immature things that you can do as a human being. Yeah. Yeah, because you can just not be friends with someone and distance yourself. But to make it like a thing, I'm like, you like me. (laughs) Or go to coffee and say, here's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Yeah, you really like us. (laughs) That's when you send a text saying, can you call me? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Not we need to talk, but can you call me? Can you call me? I want to talk about this. Darina, can you read us the next one? I would love to. uh, This one really cracked me up from uh, C. Shields Film. Thank you for sending us this. He or she says, I was at a restaurant with the fam and my dad texted me 
as I'm taking a leak and says, best of luck in the bathroom. Love, daddy. We love the support. We love a supportive dad. Listen, sometimes you need that little extra message when you're in the bathroom, bathroom being like, yep, I've got this. Take my time. Feel at ease. Let it go. Yeah. What a supportive father figure. It was great. He deserves a great Father's Day. It really made me so happy for this person and sad for me. I'm like, neither of my parents would ever do this because they're Latino parents. <laughs> well, one of my parents would have done it, but then she died. So I'm with you, Dee. <laughs> Sorry. And that's um, that's Roxy's strand of humor. <laughs> At least I didn't find out via text. Oh, my God. God. That's a good point. Uh, well, we've got some people who did. So this next one is so unhinged, and I am so grateful for at Mr. Mike Shea for what you have given us. He says, Last year an ex sent me a nude of her with the guy she cheated on me with, followed by this exchange. And I thank Mike because he blurred the photo and the number, which is protecting privacy. We appreciate that here and says, um, so she sent the, the nude of them too. And then he replied and said, um, I think you sent this to the wrong person question mark. And then she goes, Nope. Explanation mark, smiley face. And then he said, why would you send me that? And then she said, just felt like reminding you. And then he said of what? And then she said, of what you used to have, smiley face. Have a good night. <laughs> savage, bro. And the reason this is so savage is because she cheated on him. Like, it's not like you're reminding somebody of what they used to have because they cheated on you. Not only, she doubled down. She was like, oh, I'm going to cheat on you and then I'm going to remind you of it, bitch. What is wrong with this person? What a wild sense of arrogance hidden behind major insecurity <laughs> this, that's incredible that's uh mr mike shea thank you so much for sharing that and look at you dodging that bullet and could we talk about how mike shea like steph said even after all this took the time to erase her image and her name and her number, any identifying factors, because he's still protecting this girl. Yeah. Yo, hubby material for the win. Mike, she has coochie cooties, hate to say it, and I'm so glad that you're away from that. Really bad energy over there. Do you think in the photo is the guy that she cheated with? Yes. You think that both of them are in it? Yeah, I think she sent him a photo of both of them naked to be like, look, I'm with this guy that I cheated on you. It's like, okay, cool. Good for you. Don't want to ever talk to you again. Block that number, Mike. If I was that dude, if I was that guy that she's now dating and I found out she did that, I would break up with her. Instantly. Expeditiously. She is unhinged, like true, like what? A lot of people be unhinged these days, but this is cream of the crop. Yeah. She's probably going to cheat on this guy and then send him another photo of her with another guy. Let's get her on the red table talk. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's unpack this. I just genuinely don't want to speak to this person. I feel like our opening question would be like, so uh, just out of curiosity, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Or just answer like Christian Bale. Oh, good for you. That's what I... I would just send her that video. Or Cardi B. What was the reason? <laughs> Rox, can you read our next one? Yeah, I got you. Okay. So this is one of our favorite world friends who is so amazing. Jimmy Nails is always so open and honest about his insane life and the stories that he has. 
This is something that he let us know. He said, I learned my sister was violently murdered via text. I think that was probably the worst. I had been cleaning out, uh, cleaning and cutting all day. I didn't have my phone because nasty. My mom called like eight or nine times, then texted when she couldn't get through. I think that cleaning and cutting is probably referring to, because uh, he works at a kitchen, so probably he didn't have his phone while he was doing that stuff. But I think that even if you call eight or nine times, curious from you guys, should you ever put that in a text message? Like, is that is is there any amount of phone calls or times you could call where you're like, actually, I'm just going to text it? That's rough, man. Because I learned about my grandma's passing through both phone calls, uh, messages, as well as a text message. It was really shitty to read the words, let alone this is like, you know, my grandma passing when she was older, not murdered. Like this specific situation is so traumatic and tragic that I'd much rather be able to like be with the person or talk with the person at least on the phone just to so they don't feel so fucking like awful about it I I don't know I would not want to get that through text you never know how you're going to respond when you're yourself going through trauma so I don't want to say like I would never do that because who the hell knows but I would say like I would say like emergency like all caps before I would say that just because it's like not something that you would want to I, I write out even. Totally. I used to talk to my siblings about this when I was living out here and my mom was really sick. How if something happened to her when I was gone, how I would like to hear about it, what would be the proper way to tell me. And I always said, get me home. Like whatever message you have to send to get me home so that you can then talk to me about it. Because whatever that is, like, hey, rocks, um, think you need to come home or something along those lines, just so that you don't have to, like Dee just spoke about, read those words. Like, it's just not the way the brain, the human brain, is supposed to process trauma or tragedy. You're not supposed to read it in in a text message and may possibly be on the toilet by yourself, like it, in a world where you're, there's nobody to speak to, you're supposed to be in a sheltered environment when you get information like that. So I can't even imagine Jimmy's thought process after that. I mean, it sounds like he probably looked at it in the, at work between doing things. Just like, uh, what do you do from there? You got to drive home? Yeah. What are you going to do? Brutal. Do you, would you mind reading the next one, which is kind of similar in the sense of receiving traumatic information via text? Yes, this is uh, from another lovely world friend of ours, Red Star, who says, geez, I have too many to choose from. I don't know what's the worst, to be honest, but Jimmy reminded me of something last year. I found out my friend died in a super tragic way via a text from another friend who sent me a Fox News article about her and the rest of her family dying. I think one of the reasons people are inclined to do this nowadays is because information spreads so quickly that there used to be a time period in which the only way you would have to be concerned somebody might find out their loved one died is by getting a phone call. Now, you could check Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It could be on TikTok. You might see it on the news. You might see it via text message. There's just so many ways to receive information that it is something that I understand people put a pressure to tell somebody really quickly. But I think that it it's still always best to try to not like 
rush to something so that you're the first person to tell them. You want to make sure that that person is in a safe space. So you, if you send a text, it might be, uh, hey, call me when you get a chance. Call me after work. Um, just wanted to chat about something or needed to tell you something, whatever it is, so that they are in a place that they can make that phone call instead of reading a Fox News article. That's just brutal. Yeah, sending an article is really disconnected from the human part of talking to one another. It's like take it's hard to be the bearer of bad news. There's a lot of pressure and it takes courage, but it's not courage that you can just skip out on because you have an article you could send. It's important to show up for the people you're talking to. Totally stuff and that's the sad part about again the smartphone <laughs> Uh, issue that we're all living in in this modern world is that people are more disconnected to the point where well it's just easier to send this article because it summarizes versus just either calling your friend up or sending a text message and being like hey um i heard or saw that something shitty happened i'm around if you need to talk right and it makes for like a weird concept on like anytime you see people posting on social media on somebody's post because they're grieving or something like that people's reactions are just insane. Like their humanity kind of leaves their body and they really focus on like, I just want to say something or I also want to be included in this. And it kind of turns into gossip versus the actual like human emotions that we all need to give each other in order to survive life. The other side of this coin though is that we have to be understanding that oftentimes the person who sent that message is also grieving. So oftentimes if they are the bearer of the news, they are also super unwell. I remember because how many times can I bring up my mom dying on one podcast? I think this is time number 473. We love Lori. So I remember when my mom died, we it was 1036 at night. And for some reason, we were just like panicked about people reading it the next day or it, it, because the people who come to take their body then release the information that that person is dead. So newspapers can have that and you are supposed to write an obituary, but anybody can publish it once a body has died. So I remember that we made like a bunch of late night phone calls called anybody that was related, anybody who was very close. And then I just turned to everybody and said, I can't fucking do this anymore. I'm posting it on Facebook. I can't make any more phone calls. I'm tapped. I I don't want to talk to anybody else. So I literally went to my Facebook a few hours after and just said like my mom died I think that's I made it my status and just said like just so you guys know I'm so glad you brought up that point that like completely humanizes it from that standpoint and like every part of me is like I would have done the exact same I don't know what I would have done but it was just too many calls just too many like you're exhausted you're dealing with a horrible happening and then you have to like go above and beyond for others at a moment where you were like can barely protect your yeah so i'm glad you brought that up dude yeah because i i wouldn't want to deal with any of it i totally hear you i wouldn't want to deal with anybody fucking calling me or writing on my social media like it's a, it's a lot to deal with and like because of these reasons there's only a few people that are chill about it totally so i definitely see both sides but like you said steph about like having the courage and strength if you can give somebody a phone call it's definitely significantly better than shooting a fox news article to somebody <laughs> Jeez, and pick a different outlet yeah <laughs> our last one for the day is from carmel mountain what's up carmel mountain and says don't know if it'll be considered the worst in the group but i haven't received a worse text since 
Around 2014, 2015, when I was attending college, a friend of mine was going through a nasty breakup. It got to the point where they were accusing each other of stealing and suing. Sometime about a month later, I was in the middle of a theater show I was acting in, and 45 to 50 minutes before showtime, my friend's ex sends a cryptic text accusing me of breaking them up and having secret feelings for my friend, his ex, and he follows it up with a dick pic. I was confused for a minute because it honestly didn't look like a dick. <laughs> oh my <goodness. laughs> But once... But once I put two and two together, I replied back to him with a vicious rant. Basically, I said that I had nothing to do with the breakup, and if he did it again, I'd bludgeon his face with a bat. Okay, there's a lot to unpack. So much, dude. Are we talking about packing and packages? (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, pun intended. Number one, on the day of a performance, you do not rain on anybody's parade. You have to be such a piece of shit before somebody's going on stage to give them any information like this, uh, especially unfounded information. Like you're accusing somebody of something that they didn't actually do. Number two, just so I'm clear, this guy sent his dick pic just to like fuck with him or was like, look at what she has or what was the dick pic for? That's what I'm thinking, which is it's a really bizarre thing to be like, hey, I heard that you are the reason why I am now broken up with, but look at my dick. Like what a what a weird way. Now show me yours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what what is what does he wanted? Maybe he loved him. Oh, maybe he wanted him. It was his pass. Oh my goodness. Like, there's so many things wrong with this. Him sending you any text message to doing the most. He like you guys do not need to be in contact. You're not friends with each other. Then sending you an unsolicited dick pic, as all three of us can vouch and say that I would say 99.99% of the time that you receive a dick pic, it's unwanted. And like the mixture of this is truly atomic. Like, I really hope he eat shit for at least a day also i do definitely want to touch on carmel mountain's response uh because <laughs> saying i had nothing to do with the breakup uh and if he did it again i bludgeoned his face with a bat not very nice but i get that if you're super stressed out and you're focused on your you know performance and then you get a dick pic you're like this is too bizarre to comprehend this is my response now like i understand that we could do you know we could reply something like that but i would have sent like somebody like an actual dick pic from like a porn or something that's what i would have done but like a giant one we haven't touched upon the biggest part of this entire story yet not the dick no it is the dick darina it's the fact that he said i was confused for a minute because it honestly didn't look like a dick oh yeah (laughs) i mean i've i've received a lot of dick pics in my life 99 percent of them unsolicited I've never received one and been confused about what it is. What does that mean? I'm so curious. You have so many follow-up questions. And I know it's not my business, but like for science purposes, I would like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the actual solicited dick pic from Steph Sabrah here. But do you guys think it was an accident? Because that'd be hilarious. Like, what if he's so pissed, this guy's texting our world friend and ranting about the fact that he's the reason that he broke up with his girlfriend. And then all of a sudden, oops, this dick pic I just sent to my ex also ended up on this guy's phone. That is, That would be so funny. I don't think you send an accidental dick pic that doesn't look like a dick. 
Like, I, if if it was, like, great lighting, amazing, maybe it was an accident. But clearly, the fact that this didn't even look like a dick, I don't know. Like, I've never, I just can't picture it. So, Caramel Payne gets the, his, looking at his phone, opens up the text message and is like, what is that? Like, what do you mean, what is that? What was it? What did it look like? Yeah, was it a decoy dick? Was it a dildo? Was there a star on the end of it? Was wearing a hat? What? Tell me about the dick. Was it a phallic-shaped item in dim lighting? Was it the wart dick on Game of Thrones? Let us know. But then you would still know it was a dick. There's no dick I've ever seen. Nobody's ever sent me a picture or taken off their pants and I've been like, what is that? I don't know what that is. (laughs) Incredible. Incredible. I love that you brought that up. We were so naive not to. Yeah, we overlooked it for sure. Completely. That was really important. Really important shit. All right, Ryan, thank you for sending us on a cliffhanger of what was it? Was it a dick? Question mark, question mark. We'll never find out, but that's okay. Thanks for being a bitch out of water with us and talking about the worst text messages we've all received. We appreciate you listening. If you want to be the first to get all things World Girls, go to patreon.com slash theworldgirls. That way you can watch our podcast tapings live, ask questions, and even video chat with us. We go live on our youtube.com slash theworldgirls every Wednesday and Sunday. And please don't forget to follow us on the social meet skeets on Twitter and TikTok at theworldgirls and on Instagram at WorldGirlsWAP. And please tell your friends about us. We're growing this little community that we love so much, and we love everyone that was involved in the making of this episode today. Make sure that you rate, comment, and subscribe. We're all going to die, so don't be a dick. Refrain from sending texts that will send your loved ones into peril. And stay wet, my friends. (laughs) 